Welcome to Electronic Music Life. I'm your host, James Locksmith, where we interview inspiring guests who provide insight into the electronic music industry, breaking down business, the creative process, wellness, lifestyle, and culture. We'll reveal practical tools and tangible support on electronic music entrepreneurship and how to overcome its obstacles. Ariane Paris, welcome to Electronic Music Life. Thank you for coming on today's podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've been listening to some of the other episodes and I loved them. Such deep, really inspiring conversations. So it's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, that means a lot. Um, I, I, um, I came across your work about a year ago uh, through uh, Izzy, who's been recommending me some amazing people in it. It seems to be a community that's uh, building around uh, internationally now where uh, there are coaches that are specifically uh, working in the music industry. And uh, it's great to kind of um, learn about who's out there. And and, uh, and I came across your your work about a year ago. So it's an honor to, to have, have you here as well. Um, why don't you tell us... Um, about your background i'd love to learn about you actually working in the music industry as a booker maybe start from there and uh, give us a um, bit of uh, an introduction yeah so i worked in the music industry all my life prior to becoming a coach uh, i worked for a couple of labels in the uk and then i worked as a booker for a huge venue in barcelona it was a th- five thousand capacity club and I booked the electronic groups there, so booking emerging acts as well as headline acts. And it was uh, a real privilege to be able to book all these up-and-coming artists um, and give them a chance to play in Barcelona. Yeah, and how long, and how long were you uh, doing that for? Uh, I was there for nine years. Wow. Right on. And so, um, and the... You moved into this space um, as, a, I guess, a, a next phase for you, and, and you, you found some kind of calling to, to, to be in, involved in sort of still working with music and, and, uh, but offering a different kind of uh, service. Uh, so why don't you tell us a bit about Olympia Coaching and when that all started for you? Yeah. So as I was still working as a booker, I also had a spiritual awakening and I started to become super passionate about personal development. And that started to become a a very strong passion for me. And so what happened was in my last few years of working as a booker, I had a, a big professional crisis it really felt like this dark night of the soul that was dragging on um, because what happened was I'd lost my, my love for my, for my job as a booker and I'd completely lost my sense of meaning and purpose. And that is quite painful. Like for me, I know I, I cannot live without, without passion and without uh, doing something that is purposeful. So, um, you know, I was going to work feeling super alienated feeling completely disconnected. And so I had this calling, this strong calling to uh, help others and more specifically help 
the people from this industry that I love um, and help artists in a, in a more direct way. But I felt really stuck, you know, I felt really boxed in in my role as a booker and, um, you know, I didn't know how, how I could um, work in the personal development space because it's not like you can apply for a job. And at the time I had no role models and it didn't occur to me that I had to become an entrepreneur. Um, so I felt really, really lost for, for a few years, really deeply um, unhappy and disconnected. And so I had this calling. And so what I did was I hired my first coach that helped me take the first baby steps to get clear on, on what I could be doing and so and to address my fears. And this is when I started to research coaching trainings and so on. And that's how I started my, my journey. And, um, and, you know, I really wanted to share, like, as I was growing, like walking on this path of spirituality and personal development, I really wanted to share what I was learning, um, with other people. And, um, and I feel, you know, artists also, I really admire artists for that because they also have this calling to, to follow their, their artistic path and vision. And as we know, this, this kind of, uh, paths are the paths less traveled. So it takes a lot of courage and, um, also an ability to actually listen to what your soul is calling to do you to do. Yeah. So, how, so this how is when I, yeah. sorry, go on. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, how how long did it take, like, um, from from the moment you kind of realized? Um, you said that it, it took some time, look, but to 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 transition into the, this new role and this new um, profession, um, what? How long would you say that duration took for you to kind of like, you know, dive in? Yeah. So it took, I think. A couple of years, maybe two two years, where I felt really uh, powerless um, mm. and really stuck. And you know, for some reason, I really, you know, I hadn't even heard of coaching at that point. That's the thing; mm. I hadn't heard mm. of coaching. I didn't know such a thing existed. So I think it's someone who told me, "Hey, like, why don't you think of that?" And then I met someone else whose friend. Um, had who had a friend who was a coach and then this is you know how i ended up having those sessions with her and that's what helped me get unstuck and then as soon as i had those sessions then this is when i started to put the wheels into motion and started research coaching training got trained and eventually i quit my job to to launch my business so yeah it's it's it was a really painful situation but for me like staying comfortable because I was also very very comfortable in my job as a booker I, mm. I I didn't feel it was meaningful anymore but I was comfortable and I know that some people can feel trapped by that zone of comfort but for me I know that my my staying comfortable was harder than actually following the calling of my soul Mm. So yeah, like if, if anyone's listening and you find yourself at a crossroads and if you feel stuck and if you feel unfulfilled and want to find direction, know that there is, there is a way out and, and it's just because it, it happens because we are out of alignment. And I think 
as we grow and as we evolve as human beings, it makes complete sense that our career grows and evolves alongside us. So, um, you know, I know what it's like, I know what it feels like, and there's definitely a way to get unstuck and to create this new chapter in your career um, mm. that is more aligned with who you are today. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you didn't, you, there wasn't a, a, a grace period or a gap where you weren't working in as a booker. It was, you got to a point where you were going through that process and then, and then sort of cut the ties and then dive straight into the role. Is that, is that what I'm, I'm hearing? Yeah. Yes, yes. So I started coaching on the side, uh, uh -huh. I, uh, on top of my job for a little bit. And then, and then I decided to, to dive, to dive in completely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and the, the, um, you mentioned like what I also, I'd like to hear about like some of the things that you offer some of your clients on, um, finding that, um, obviously not everyone wants to become a coach, but in terms of artists in the music industry, um, what are some of the, uh, things that you could do to help them find get that will help them get unstuck or, or find that passion and get realigned again with their, with their music career? What are some of the things that you, you, uh, offer? Yeah. So, so for music professionals, this is, uh, the people who work in the music industry. This is, um, the thing that I can help them with is find that clarity about what they want to do next, find direction. And I do that by helping them go inwards. So instead of just looking outwards and just applying to a bunch of jobs, you really want to take that time to really go inwards and understand what is truly important to you. What do you value? What is your definition of success? What are you trying to achieve? Um, mm, what, mm. what vision do you have of your life in a holistic way? Because for a lot of people, let's say work like balance is important. I worked with a client who wasn't happy in his job and he started to look at other possibilities. And then when we got clear on what was truly important to him and work like balance was a big thing, then he started to cross things off the list because even though those jobs sounded cool and maybe his younger self, would have seen himself doing that at the point where he was at in his, in his, um, in his, that season of his life. That's not things he wanted anymore, actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's for the music professionals. And then for the artists, artists these days really are creative entrepreneurs, especially mm -hmm. independent artists. Mm -hmm. And they have to wear a multitude of hats. So it's quite similar to the entrepreneurial journey which I'm on as well at the same time as a coach and entrepreneur. So um, I know that for me, it certainly hasn't been a walk in the park. You know, I, I, feel, I feel like these types of journeys really are the, some of the biggest personal growth journeys that we can ever have because I know that in my case, um, a lot of my fears and insecurities that I didn't even know I had uh, came up and you have to do things that are uncomfortable and scary. You have to put yourself out there and things like that. So, so with, for, for my artist clients, uh, what I help them with is first of all, get super clear on the vision that they have for themselves and for their careers and where they want to go and, you know, what are their goals and then break that down into 
some concrete, uh, tangible steps and an action plan. Because for a lot of creatives um, who have a very developed right-hand side of the brain, so they're very creative, they have maybe this big vision, um, but it's harder for them to bring that down to something that is more structured and knowing what to do and what are the action steps. Um, so mm. I help them with that and also staying consistent and staying disciplined, you know, having some sort of structure and routine, which again, I find that a lot of creatives struggle with that. Um, and also when you work on your own and you don't have a team and you don't have a boss and you're not accountable to anyone, then it's very easy to procrastinate and um so that is it's 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 uh really good to have someone in your corner that um yeah that can help you stay focused stay consistent um stay accountable and of course then also overcome everything that's holding you back because we all we all have those blocks and those fears and the inner critic that's always talking in one corner of our head and all that stuff is holding us back. It's it's mm. essentially self-sabotage. So, uh, you know, I have them overcome as well, really overcome all these mindset blocks that they may have um, so, that, so that they can feel more confident and promote themselves and put themselves out there with more ease. Great. So, yeah, so it sounds like you help them create some kind of inventory of um, what they want to create and also identifying a bit about who they are as well in this current state and then um and then unpacking that and sort of working out as you mentioned a plan how do you what are what are some of the things that you do to help them um with embodying the new vision and and the um uh accountability side of things yeah what does that look like in, in within your practice so I work with a variety of tools. Um, with embedding the new vision, what works quite well are visualizations, so creative visualizations that helps uh, the client really imagine what, what that's going to be like and, and get into the body. Like you mentioned, I think embodiment, and that's really, really important to get into that, into that embodiment piece because we want to... In order to get to that vision, we need to essentially become the version of ourselves that is already living the vision. So we yeah. need to vibrate at a different frequency and change our mindset. So, um, you know, it's not just about having the vision. It's also about understanding who do I need to become to be that person that lives that vision that has this as a reality so i need to probably change my beliefs i need to change my thoughts i need to change mm. how uh, i talk about myself you know my self-talk my inner dialogue mm. i need to step up in a diff in a bigger way and take bold action and do things that are a bit uncomfortable and scary so yeah help them really um have the vision and then um have the personal transformation because yeah. this is the beauty about coaching and this is the real magic. Um, it's great to have those goals and these, these, these big things that we want to achieve and, um, 
And that's perfect, right? Like, because that's what drives us. We want to achieve something. Artists want to, to be able to, you know, play those bigger shows and have a team that supports them, them and have a bigger audience and all of that. Um, but first of all, also, it's also re- helping them remember what is their purpose? You know, what is the thing that drives them the most? What, the, what is the, the purpose beyond all of that? Because I think mm-hmm. that's the really powerful bit as well. Like, what is your why? What's, what are you trying to um, change in the world? Or what are you trying, what are you aiming uh, for people to experience as they listen to your music? And mm-hmm. then, um, so helping the clients then have that transformation. This is the magic of coaching. It's not just about mm-hmm. achieving the goals, which is great. It's also about becoming, um, a new version of yourself that's closer to your, to your potential. It's a cons- con- constant unfolding and letting go of the parts of you that don't serve you anymore and a constant inner transformation um, mm. to get closer to, to your highest potential. Yeah, yeah. I can see it, I can see it in your face that, that like, the, that you're, you, love, you love doing this. You love doing this work and... and um, I can, I can, uh, sense your, um, passion behind doing this work. Did you ever, did you ever see yourself, um, this would be like something that you wanted to do? Like now that, now that, now that you're doing it, does it kind of make sense to you that why this has kind of led you to this path? Yeah, totally. It's, it's, you know, like, I feel like my, my mission in this lifetime, at least for now, like, who knows what, you know, in 20 years, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll still be working 20 years, <laughs> but for now, I really feel my, my mission is, is that is to, to, to contribute by helping others, uh, transform and, and, you know, live their dreams and, and follow their calling. And I feel we all come here with a specific mission and I also feel that this mission, when it's really aligned, it's something that we need. So we helping others with so- and helping ourselves at the same time. Mm. Um, so it's like a beautiful co-creating, co-creative process. Mm. And, um, you know, like in, in the pyramid of needs, the, the, the highest need after the needs for survival have been covered and the needs for connection and love and belonging have been, have been met as well. The highest need then is self-actualization and self-actualization really is, um, embodying more of your potential, like, like really fulfilling your, your purpose and your mission and contributing to the world mm. in your own unique way. Mm. Um, so for artists, it's of course, self-expressing and sharing a message and and bringing people to a state of them being able to feel their emotions or a cathartic state or whatever that may be Mm. and for me for sure it's um the way i want to contribute is to help empower others and help them realize their their biggest dreams Mm. And, it's, and obviously, like music has been a big part of your life as well and and, and a passion and you kind of merged these two together and it's um very similar to my kind of like realizing i guess i've kind of always been a bit of a coach but didn't realize i was doing it you know like um 
And I, I, and I even I mean the title coaching. I mean I use it because it's a it's a it's a title that's being um, more widely accepted um, and used to I guess define a role or a position of of doing it. And it's becoming obviously a huge industry now. Um, not only like in and it's and and I'm beginning to see that it's becoming more accepted and um uh within and required in the music industry and dance music i mean these sort of things weren't available to the um the djs of the 90s they didn't have this kind of um thing available and i guess the coaching world really took off in america 20 years ago and now it's kind of you know filtering through the rest of the world and um and i think i think it's become a a bigger um industry particularly after covid as well um it's becoming more accepted and uh yeah it's it it, how have you found because you this your journey started before covid like becoming a coach yeah very interesting. Um, okay. And so the, 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 um, how have you found, have you found a more of a demand uh, after COVID? So COVID obviously has kind of put a stop on a lot of things for a lot of us mm. uh, because people were maybe, uh, you know, weren't sure what was going to happen. And then there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear and all of that. Um, but I think what you said is, is yeah, like um, in America, uh, it's a lot more well known. This profession is more well known and people are more used to get support. They uh, find that uh, North American people are very good at getting support. And I think in Europe, uh, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but in Europe, it's still a little bit slow and people are um, less familiar with it. And um you know, uh, maybe there's still a little bit of taboo about it as well, about asking for help and receiving help. So um, I'm excited to where this this is going to go. And I would love to see coaching more included in, in the industry, industry itself, in the services and the support that are offered to artists and music professionals within organizations and have that as a as part of the package that they they give to the to the staff or to the, to, to the mm. artists um, to help them achieve better results, you know. Mm. Yeah, there are. I've 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 come across um, an organization that um, actually does that, where they um, help uh, in the corporate world find the right coaches to enhance their client, their staff. And um, so it's becoming, yeah, uh, it's becoming more and more um, like even in big corporate organizations, they, they see the value in getting that support to unpack what's, re- you know, resisting and what's, you know, and, and get the best performance from their, from their staff. And um, it, it's, it, it just makes a lot of sense that, that this is um, – and keeping that momentum because 
we all fall down, like even when we work out and become aware of the things that are preventing us. But um, to to make that um, subcortical to cortical and shift and then it becomes more of a permanent change, it's not just like a one-time, oh, I don't, you know, like it's it's a repetition and like going to the gym, you know, like it's, you know, it's a, the – taking making the reps you know and doing doing the doing the, the consistency and um do you find it do you find that difficult to communicate with clients that process that that's something that you know it's not just part of a sales pitch so that you can you know have them work with you forever it's there's obviously like you know there is a, a requirement for that you know yeah, you know, I, I really truly believe for myself, at least, I think inner work is something that I'm going to do the, my entire life. There's no end to mm. working on yourself. There's always going to be more layers to, of things to uncover and, and get deeper and, and up level more and more and grow. I think for me, at least, I think like this is what's the purpose of me, my soul being here is really to grow and to evolve. And there's no end to that. So, so of course, with clients, you the point is to I, I want to empower my clients. There's you really don't want to create this this sense of dependency where they think they mm. need you because they don't, right? They, I'm just here at their service to help them reflect, help them understand themselves, and give them the tools that they can use after we stop working together. And that the tools that they, they can come back to, to use whenever they, they, they have an issue or struggling with something. Mm. Because, you know, the life, life is, is, there are struggles in life. We can't escape that. that. And, it, and, you know, as much as I work on myself, that doesn't mean that life is not going to throw difficulties at me. But I'm going to be better equipped to deal uh, with them. But I always tell my clients, even before we start to working together, I tell them, you know, this is a process. There's no magic solution. There's no quick fix. Mm. And I know in, the, in a lot of the music industry, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, organizations and people who sell the strategies. So how to grow your social media, how to grow your fan yes. base, blah, blah, blah. So all these things are great. You know, this knowledge is important. Mm. Um, but quite a lot of it, it really sounds like this, the magic formula to success. Mm. And I personally don't believe in any magic formulas to success. Um, mm. And also what I, what I believe is that it's great to have the strategies, but if you don't do the inner work, then the strategies will not work for you because you're not going to implement them. You're going to fall off track. Um, you're not going to show up because you, if you have like all these blocks and these resistance, then mm. knowing all the strategies um, won't help you actually fully uh, utilize them. So I think mm. you, you need to have both. You need to have the external strategies and you need to do the inner work. And for the inner work, it's, it's a lifelong process. It's a beautiful journey. It's such a beautiful journey because it's absolutely a game changer. It will transform your life. It will transform yeah. everything in your life. It will yeah. transform your career how you feel, your relationships, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I loved how you mentioned earlier um, about, you know, being clear on what your definition of success looks like. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a bigger bank account, you know. Yeah, 
that can be a symptom and your, your income can increase. But it, it is that emotional state, uh, that, that's really the part of feeling good about your career and what your life, you know, just in general, like it's just, it's a, you know, reaching that place where you're able to, um, um, love what you're doing and love your life at the same time, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a win-win. Um, do you, do you find that like, cause you mentioned now about like, cause I, I totally agree with you. You can go blue in the face, trying to learn all the strategies and how to crack the code on Spotify playlists and, you know, like do all these things, but you're absolutely right about the, um, the, and even, even still like, not to not to bring the the hope or um but even even learning the 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 inner work skills and say all the marketing strategies it still doesn't give you a guarantee but one thing it can guarantee is a some level of development in personal development and it may lead to something else you know like it may not make get you on the stage at glastonbury next year but something is going to happen <laughs> if you put in the work you yeah know? right and and the thing with marketing you know it's always going to be uh, changing and shifting as technology changes and you know the algorithm is meant to confuse you and to be changing every other day so yeah. you're always going to be as i feel like with 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 technology and with with social media which i feel a lot of us has have a kind of a love hate relationship with it i hate the idea of having to be a slave to instagram and to have to do the mm. things instagram wants me to do you know mm. now you have to do 20 reels a day, tomorrow is going to be whatever. And I hate that. I hate how they're like controlling even creative expression, you know, how mm. now everything has to be this like really fast, short videos and it comes from one ear and comes out the other ear and nothing is integrated, nothing is deep anymore. Mm. I personally hate that. <laughs> mm. And, you know, I don't want to be a slave to algorithms and Spotify playlists, all that stuff is always, always going to be changing. So you always have to going to have to be on top of things. So the mm. magic formula that worked yesterday is not going to work tomorrow. The only thing that you keep forever and your number one asset is yourself. It's yourself. Mm. Mm. So as you work on yourself, as you learn to overcome those things that are holding you back, as you learn to step into this uh, up-leveled version of yourself, that will have a ripple effect. And that really is something that is consistent, that is, um, you know, integrated and um, that you will keep with you forever. Mm, so that is mm. really a good investment of your time on top of also learning the marketing. Yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, obviously we do need to know about the technology and we do need to know about the, 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 um, the, the, the day, today's marketing strategies. We do need to learn these things. But I think, I think what, what you're, we're both trying to explain is, is that with, with, um, it's, it's in trying to find that balance where you're not just so drawn and caught up in those numbers and get that whole thing because then you're losing yourself. It's, it's finding that balance and finding that sweet spot where, you're able to 
um, generate creativity and creation and get content out and do those things so that you can express yourself, build your fan base, do all those things, but do it from a place that's not, um, that comes from the heart, you know, that comes from, um, and it doesn't mean you don't take action. It's like, it's a, it's a, um, it's such a, um, um, journey to, to go on, you know, and you, and, and to figure and to kind of find, and, and everyone finds their own way of doing it, you know, but, and I think it is finding the balance between the two. Do you find that difficult trying to explain that to your clients? No, because I don't really, I don't really cover those topics, right? The marketing, mm. I help them take action. Yes, for sure. Mm. And like you said, it's, it's not just about when I say working on yourself, of course, it's not just about sitting there and just reflecting and there's a lot of action taking <laughs> in order to uh overcome you know what, what like our fears and our insecurities we have to take action we have to do those things that are um out of our comfort zone uh you need to promote yourself you need to put yourself out there so all these things have to be done and like you said we need you need to learn the the marketing and and not get caught up, like you said, not get caught up in it, not get caught up in what's the latest way to beat the algorithm because the algorithm is always going to uh, beat you maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, 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 it's taking your power back and, and also creating your career. I feel, I feel each career path is so unique and, and what's going to work for someone is not necessarily going to work for you, but what's going to work for you, you know, I think we all have our unique paths that are um, also depending on our unique strengths and uh, the way that we want to, the way you want to put yourself out there as an artist and mm. how you want to do it. So you get to choose as well. You get to be the one that decides um, how you want this to go. And, and do it, like you said, from a place of connected to your heart of like what feels really, truly authentic to me, what feels mm. um, authentic, genuine, what, what is a good reflection of how I want to present myself as an artist. You mentioned at the beginning about a, um, a, a like a crossroad point where you decided for this, for this career change. Did that have anything to do with the wild animal? <laughs> the, the attack from the wild animal? No, because that- the, the wild no. animal happened after, it happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had, you've had a couple of um, moments where you've had to make some uh, changes, yeah? Well, they've been significant. Yeah, I, I just had. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you want me to tell the story about the wild animal? Yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> So yeah, there was, there was a kind of like a funny slash pretty intense event that happened where I was nearly killed by this wild animal Damn. while I was traveling in India. And I really wanted to share actually the, the lessons I got from this experience because the lessons were the gifts. Um, so yeah, I was, I was essentially, I'm not going to tell the whole story because it was full of, it was very, uh, very eventful. It's one of the stories where um, reality is a lot stranger than fiction. 
But essentially, I was working on this hill in India, and thankfully, I was with a friend at the time. Otherwise, if I had been alone, I would have died for sure. And um, this animal started to walk towards us, and I wasn't smart enough to kind of like walk down the side of the hill and get far, far away uh, because I, I come from the, from the city and I love animals and I was very naive and I didn't realize actually this is a wild animal and you, you better be careful. And this animal turned out to be what is called a blue bull. So I didn't know it at the time, of course. It, it was big, uh, but uh, he had the body of the bull, uh, but the head looks more like an antelope with like two very pointy horns. So I thought, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> so I, I moved to the side to let him walk by. And I made a big mistake. I think I, I, I looked at him in the eyes, which I think was uh, a big mistake now. Right. Anyway, so the next thing I know, this animal kind of lifts me under his head and throws me to the ground. And the, the, the path was full of these big, big rocks. And... And he did that three times in a row. So each time he threw me to the ground, I didn't even have a chance to get on my feet. And he would grab me again. And each time he was actually poking his horns Whoa. through my body. So two very pointy horns. And I didn't Whoa. realize that he was poking the, his horns th through my body at the time. All I knew was I was thrown in the air. And so, so something really interesting happened. Mm. So I, as, it, as it was happening... I was hyper aware. I knew exactly what was going on and I knew that it wasn't going well. I was very, very aware of that fact wow. that it wasn't going well. And I remember, I remember being on top of the, at one point when I was on top of him. So I remember like just being on top of his neck and it's, his neck was like huge. And I could just feel the sheer force of the, this animal. It's, it's, you know, it, it's the body of a bull. And it's one of those moments where you are so humbled in the face of like the, the sheer force of nature and you realize you are nothing. I realized in a moment, I am nothing. I am nothing. So as it was happening and I was aware of, of that it was very bad, uh, I also felt in complete peace and in complete surrender. So that was wow. very interesting to me. And I think what happened, I think what happened in that moment was that I had um, a spontaneous and momentary ego death. And I think it's, it's I think like my, my ego was kind of kicked out of my body at that point. So all that was left was my awareness, which is my true self. And, and that's why I was at peace because it was a great experience to really have this felt experience of, of this understanding that the fear of death is only a fear of the ego. And when yeah. the ego is dissolving, there's no more fear of death because, because mm. it's only the ego that dies. And, yeah. and so you can, you can think of like death as also death of an identity, because let's say you, you're looking to change roles in the music industry. And I know for a lot of people, your sense of identity is very linked to, to your role in the music industry or mm. maybe the death of an old version of yourself. Um, mm. So, so it's, it's the ego that grasps, yeah. right? It's really grasps on this sense of identity, but yes. deep down, like you, like 
you have to realize this, this is not who you are. You are not your job. You are not your body. You are not your thoughts. Yes. You are this unlimited being full of potential. Yes. Wow. So, How so amazing. That was, that was the first lesson. I've got a couple of more lessons if you want to hear Please. them. If you have time, <laughs> if there's time. Yes. So the second lesson, which was great as well, was, um, so as it was happening, as I said, I was at peace, but I guess also I wanted to leave. I think my soul at that moment decided it's not the time for me to go yet. So I heard myself say, and these words literally came out of my mouth. I didn't think them. So after the second time, the animal threw me to the ground. I heard myself say, help me. And I wasn't saying that to my friend who was 20 meters down the hill trying to protect himself, it was, which was obviously the right thing to do because you don't want two people in danger. You want one to be able to help the other eventually. Um, so I just had to help me, but I wasn't screaming like, help me. It, it wasn't like a dramatic thing. I just said, help me. And after that, the animal grabbed me and threw me to the ground a third time. And after that, the animal stopped, but it didn't leave. It just stood there. It stood there. It was just watching us. And this is when my friend had the chance to go, come and really grab me, get my bag. And we had actually a chance to leave. And I know, and I, I know this is going to sound strange for some people, but I swear to you, James, like, I know that in that moment, I got help from the unseen realms or whatever it was, I got help mm. and whatever mm. it was made the animal stop. And I think this is, you know, yeah. what saved my life essentially. So, yeah. so the lesson mm. here is mm. ask for help and you will get it. I love that. And ask for help, you know, I know it's not easy sometimes to ask for help and, you know, it takes already courage to ask for help, but you know, ask your network if you need help with anything, ask your friends, um, get someone, get, get a mentor, get a coach, whatever it may be, but ask for help. Yeah. And then the, the last two lessons I'm going to sh share quickly was uh, what I learned from this experience as well was something that we all know to some level, um, which is that worrying about the future is a complete waste of time. Uh, because before I went backpacking to this trip, I was due to travel for six months in Asia, in China. And I was worrying about all sorts of things like, you know, I was worrying about the bathrooms in train stations in China, things like that, like a lot of, you know, random stuff. And of mm. course, worrying about all, all these things, the stuff we worry about in the future, 90% of the time is never going to happen. So it's a complete waste of time and energy to worry about them in the first place. And the things that will happen, we cannot predict. I, I, I could never have predicted for a, a wild animal to attack me. I could never have planned or prepared for that. So yeah, mm. worrying about the future is completely a waste of time. And the last thing I, I learned from this was that... Um, other people, when you go for your dreams, when you take... Uh, you know, the chance on your music career and things like that. Other people may project their fears and their limitations onto you. And this is what happened to me after the accident, after eventually I got to a hospital, there was a whole thing that happened after that. But anyway, eventually I got to a hospital 
and I had these two big wounds on my body. I had one in my belly, one in my leg. And um, of course, you know, my family wanted, to me, wanted me to come back home after that, which makes a lot of sense. I totally understand it. Uh, but I didn't want to come back, first of all, because I wanted to carry on with my trip. And second of all, because I knew that I was, I was okay. So I, I just thought I'm going to lay low in India for a month and, you know, let time for my wounds to heal. Um, and I knew I was going to be okay. I, I knew, I felt deep down I was, I was fine. But I had so much pressure from one member of my family who really wanted me to come home and who started to say to me, you're completely crazy. Uh, you know, it's, you're so unconscious. Uh, listen to other people for once. You're putting yourself into danger, mm. blah, blah, blah. And that was really weird because deep down I knew I was fine. But then I started to question myself and I started to doubt myself. And, and start to think, am I really crazy for doing this? So the lesson I'm learning here and that I want to share with you all is, you know, as you, as you go for your dreams, as you focus on your music career, you may have other people around you who love you, who want the best for you, but they may start to project their fears onto you, right? So it's really important yeah. to surround yourself with other people who have followed their dreams, who are being, um, who are having success in their music career and, and protect yourself from, from people who, who don't believe in you. Mm, yeah, that is so great. And I love, I love, um, because it, you're right, the, it, people, they're, they're, um, it's not that they don't want the best for you, but that they are projecting their own unhealed whatever, you know, Whatever's still lurking in the in for them and and what they haven't, uh, um, I I still um, face that myself, you know, around and 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 that's why it's important to make sure you have those uh, support and structures so that you know you know how to when those when those things come up, you know how to um, walk through and and keep keep walking, you know, and keep moving forward following that path. Uh, it's been such a great conversation. Thank you so much. Are you offering any courses or is it just one-on-one coaching in your practice at the moment? At this point, it's one-on-one coaching. I may do some group coaching in the future. And yeah, so that's, there's no courses for now. I really like working one-on-one and um, all of my that's coaching great. is completely bespoke. So I really like to have this um, very deep uh, relationship with my clients and, and create the program and, and tailor the program to their specific yes. needs. That's great. And we're, and so yeah, if, if, uh, if, tell, if anyone's, yeah. Yeah. Tell the listeners your, your Sorry. website address. Yeah. So if anyone has resonated with anything that was shared today, I would love to hear from you. You can check out my website. That's olympiacoaching.com, O-L-Y-M-P-I-A coaching.com. You can check out my programs for uh, music professionals and artists um, that will help you find clarity, direction, and uh, find greater success. And also for free consultations that you can book through my website as well. um, So we can get chatting and see how I can help you. And there's a couple of free resources as well that you can check out on my websites. 
amazing. Get to it. <laughs> I think um, it. Uh, I think what you're doing is great, and I think it's a, um, a well needed, especially uh, these days in the music industry as well. I think um, uh, I wish I knew about it uh, in early parts of my career, and and uh, it's been super helpful um, in recent years in figuring out my you know my next part of my career in the music industry and what i want to be doing and i think um it's a, a great thing for people to um apply and and have in in their uh, their life as well you know so thanks again arian paris thank you for joining me on electronic music life i look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future and and staying in touch of course. Thank you so much, James. And also thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Electronic Music Life. What were your thoughts? Please let me know. I love hearing from you. And if you love this show, please share it, follow, and subscribe on your favorite platform. For all things James Locksmith, check out jameslocksmith.net. Until next week, here's to your electronic music life. Much love and plenty of music. Music